Hey there, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Church Podcast. Our prayer for you is that you feel the welcome home of Christ even through your phone. We pray that this message causes you to know God better, walk in greater freedom, discover what God has called you to do in this life, and make an eternal difference in the world around you. We hope you enjoy the message. Bridge family, what's going on? As Chris said, I'm Jonathan Evans, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to share with you um, on this special day. We all know why it's a special day, um, because it's Mother's Day. So I want to say happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. Um, We appreciate you. You are a blessing to us. You know that. You're the foundation that undergirds everything we're able to do. Okay, and so we're excited about Mother's Day and excited about having the opportunity uh, just to take time out to celebrate you uh, on your day. Obviously, this is a bittersweet day for me because many of you may know, some of you may not know, that my mother passed away on December the 30th, 2019, so several months ago. And so I have the opportunity today to speak to you on Mother's Day. And really a message that I can hear my mom speaking to me. You know, when your mom's not even around, you can still hear her words uh, piercing to you and through you. And so um, I can hear her speaking to me this week as I was um, thinking about what I would say to you. And I want to be able to communicate some of those things. And so, again, I'm excited for for the invite and having the opportunity to share with you uh, today. I want to thank Chris uh, for inviting me to speak to you. Uh, Chris is a pretty funny guy. He basically just said, hey, Jonathan, I want to let you know, or I want to know if you believe in free speech. I said, yes. He said, great, because we're going to need one. So I'm um, just excited to have the opportunity to indulge him, but really uh, to speak to you and to speak to everyone, uh, even though uh, it's Mother's Day. And so what I want to talk to you about comes from Exodus chapter 2, And I'm just going to give you one verse. I'm going to explain the story, but I want to give you one verse and I want you to key in with me uh, because I think we'll have a lot of fun uh, seeing the pattern of of God's sovereignty and God's providence and how God is able uh, to work things out. But Exodus chapter two, verse nine says, then Pharaoh's daughter said to the woman, take the baby away and nurse him for me and I will pay you wages. And the woman took the baby and nursed him. I want to say that again. Exodus chapter 2 verse 9, Pharaoh's daughter says to the woman, "Take the baby away and nurse him for me, and I will pay you wages." So the woman took the baby and nursed him. Now you may be thinking to yourself, what's the big deal? Pharaoh's daughter had a baby and she wanted basically a surrogate so to speak to nurse the baby for her and she paid the woman wages in order to do so. But what makes this a special verse is the woman that was nursing the baby was the baby's mother. The baby was actually being paid, or the mother rather, was actually being paid to nurse her own child, something that she would have done for free. Now, you got to understand the entire story to understand how it got to this point where Moses, this is the story of Moses, Moses's mother was being paid to nurse her own child. Well, this came at a time where Pharaoh had put out an edict or a command in the land. Uh, Egypt was being threatened by the rapid growth of the Hebrews. And so Pharaoh said in Exodus chapter 122, we have to kill all of the male children uh, that are born to the Hebrews. And so we're going to take out all of the male children. Well, once you get to Exodus chapter two, Moses's mother gives birth. 
and she tries to hide the baby. She tries to hide the baby for as long as she could hide the baby. But when she could no longer hide the baby, she put the baby in a wicker basket. You guys know the story. She put the baby in a wicker basket. She covered it with tar and pitch and placed the baby in the Nile amongst the reeds. Moses's sister was looking at Moses's mother in verse four as Moses's mother was doing this. And then when she placed the baby in the Nile, when she let the baby go and placed the baby in the Nile, Pharaoh's daughter was coming down to take a bath in the Nile. And Pharaoh's daughter saw the basket and said to her maid, hey, go get this basket for me. Let me see what it is. So the maid goes and brings the basket to the mother, uh, to Pharaoh's daughter. And Pharaoh's daughter opens it up and sees a crying baby and has pity on the baby. Then watch this. Moses's sister talks to Pharaoh's daughter and says, do you want me to find a Hebrew woman to nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter says, that's a great idea. Why don't you go find a Hebrew woman for me? So obviously Moses's sister is going to go back to her little brother's mother and say, hey, mom, you can come nurse your child for Pharaoh's daughter. So, so, so Moses's mother comes and nurses her own baby and Pharaoh's daughter pays her wages to nurse the child that she would have nursed for free anyway. So I want to let you know today what we're talking about. We're talking about how much it pays to trust God how much it pays to actually put your trust in God. And I can hear my mom right now uh, speaking to me as I'm speaking to you. Tell them how much it pays to trust God. And I want to start talking to uh, all of the, the ladies out there who may be uh, experiencing not being a mother, but having a desire to be a mother. And things really haven't worked out to this point. There may be external circumstances like Moses's mother, Pharaoh had an edict in the land. There was an external circumstance, some circumstance that was going to prevent her from carrying out the desire to raise the child that she had. She had the child, but she didn't know that she would be able to raise the child that she had. That desire of raising a child is something that she didn't believe that she was going to be able to experience. So she tried to hide the child for as long as she could. But when she could no longer hide the child, she put the baby in the Nile. In other words, if she would have continued to hold on to that desire in spite of the situation, I want to hold on to this desire myself because my desire to raise this child is so strong that I'm not going to give it over to the Lord. I'm just going to hold it myself. Then her fear would have become her reality. You have to be willing to give your desires. In other words, put the baby in the Nile. You have to be willing to give your desires over to the Lord because God is better at making your desires come to fruition than you are. If Moses's mother would have kept the desire, kept the baby because of how much she desired to raise a child, then her fear 
would have actually become her reality unless she was willing to put the baby in the Nile. Now, right now, I'm talking to all of those ladies out there who are struggling to have a baby or things aren't working out. You haven't been able to get pregnant. You have this desire to have a child. And Moses's mother had the same desire. She wanted to be able to not only have the child, but raise the child that she had. And when she could no longer hold on to that desire, when it became too burdensome for her to continue to hold Moses to herself, she had to trust God. And the way she did it was she put the baby in the Nile. What am I telling you? I'm telling you for all of those, uh, I'm speaking to ladies right now, all of those who haven't had a child yet, but you have that desire. And now it's becoming a burden. You're holding it and you're you're trying to keep that desire inside of yourself and you're, you're, you're trying to make a way. Moses's mother teaches us that we need to put that desire in the hands of God because the way it works out for Moses's mother, not only does she get the child, but she gets compensated to do what she would have done for free because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. According to you relying on the God that's in you, you get to experience the fact that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think. And that is exactly what happened to Moses's mother. Moses's mother put the baby in the Nile. She put the desire in the hands of God because she, it was too much of a burden for her to hold it herself. And God was able to work this thing out in such a way that she was compensated to do something she would have done for free. I'm telling you, it pays to trust God. It's not just for the ladies who have a desire to become mothers, especially on this Mother's Day. It's also for anyone who has a desire. Anyone who has a desire right now in this uh, coronavirus pandemic, this external uh, edict that has been put out there by Pharaoh that is outside of our control. And maybe you have a desire for your small business to to survive. Maybe you have a desire to, to get your job back. Maybe you have a desire to be forgiven by someone and reconcile in a relationship. Maybe you have a strong desire um, to, to, to reconcile a relationship with your child or a child reconcile a relationship with a parent. Maybe it's a strong financial desire. There are many babies that people carry. In other words, strong desires that have to be placed in the Nile for you to ever experience what God is able to do that's exceedingly and abundantly beyond what you could ever ask or think. What am I telling you? I'm telling you what Psalm 55, 22 says. It says, cast your cares upon the Lord and he will sustain you. I'm telling you what Matthew 11, uh, 28 says. Come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm telling you what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Not in you, but trust in me. Why? Because I will make your path straight. So if you want God to make your path straight, if you want God to give you rest, if you want God to sustain you, then God is waiting on you to cast 
come and trust. In other words, there is a baby that we're carrying and you're carrying a heavy burden, something that you want to see develop, something that you want to see be raised, something that you want to see go to the next level. And to our soon-to-be mothers, I'm going to speak it, to our soon-to-be mothers, you have this heavy desire that hasn't come to fruition yet. And what the Bible is teaching us, if you want to see what God can do with the baby that you want to raise, no matter what that baby is, He's first waiting on you to put the baby in the Nile. He's first waiting on you to to take it and cast your care upon him so that he can do what he does best and sustain you, make your path straight and give you rest. Understand that what Moses' mother is teaching us is that it pays to trust God. I can hear my mom talking to me right now, even though that uh, she's not here. She's saying, you better preach and tell them how much it pays to cast your cares upon the Lord and to trust God. Moses's mother, watch this, in verse nine of chapter two, got paid compensation because of her spiritual dedication. I want you to remember that she got paid compensation But she first had to demonstrate spiritual dedication. And that's what me and my wife had to do. Uh, Many people don't know this, but me and my wife had four miscarriages. We had four miscarriages. If if Kanika was here to tell you uh, the story, she would say she thought it would never happen for us. We thought we were discouraged. We were dismayed. We thought this desire, this baby that we were holding on to was something we would never get to experience. We were discouraged because there were circumstances. Pharaoh's edict was cast. There was a circumstance uh, in our lives that was preventing us uh, from having a child. So we had four miscarriages. And there's people out there that are not just ladies. Uh, There's people out there who have miscarried in different circumstances and situations that things that you desire, uh, they they seem like they're coming close. It seems like conception has been had, but then when you feel like there's going to be a delivery, something goes wrong in your circumstance or situation. And me and my wife faced that literally four miscarriages. If you could imagine how that feels. But what we decided to do is, you know what? We, we can't hold this burden anymore. We can no longer uh, keep this within ourselves and by our own strength and by our own might uh, uh, try to fix this situation ourselves. And you know what we tried to do and decided to do? We said, we're going to put this baby in the Nile. We're, we're going to do what Moses' mother did. This mother on this Mother's Day is showing us some strong trust and faith in God versus just herself because she started off trusting herself, but then she moved to God when the burden was too heavy and put the baby in the Nile. And me and my wife now, after we put the baby in the Nile and we said, God, you have to take control of this thing. You have to do this for us. Now we have five beautiful children. Did you hear what I just said? We got compensation on top of our desire. We weren't even asking for five children. And now we have compensation on top of our desire because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think. He's able to make your path straight. He's able to give you rest. He's able to sustain you, but he's waiting on you to cast, to come, and to trust. How do I know that Moses' mother was putting the, by putting the baby in the Nile was trusting in God? Because it says that Moses' mother put the baby in a wicker basket. 
Moses' mother, stay with me now, put the baby in a wicker basket. Do you know what the translation in the Hebrew of a wicker basket is? An ark. Moses' mother put the baby in an ark. Anybody remember any stories about an ark? You go to mosey on over to Genesis chapter 6, you're going to see Noah was called to build an ark. And the reason why he was called to build an ark was so that there can be an option for salvation to people who were about to experience judgment. Well, judgment was cast in the land by Pharaoh. And so what Moses' mother did was put him in an ark, a wicker basket, because an ark represents salvation. So Moses' mother was foundational in Moses' success uh, in his career. Now, you don't hear a lot about Moses' mother. You don't, you don't see a lot about Moses' mother in the Bible, but Moses' mother was the foundation uh, for his salvation because she put him in an ark, but then Moses became a savior. So his whole career was undergirded by the faith of his mother. And I could say right now, Thinking about my own mom, the reason why I'm even able to talk to you today is because of the foundational faith of my mother, her speaking into me, her encouraging me, her making an impact on me is the only reason why I'm, why I'm able to, 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 to make an effort to make an impact on you. It's because Moses' mother had the faith and her faith became Moses' faith and Moses' faith became the people of Israel's faith as they made it to the promise that God had for their life called the promised land. I mean, she put him in a wicker basket. That's an ark. The question is, who are you impacting? And not just the mothers, uh, but also the men and the sons and the daughters and the grandmothers and the grandfathers. Who are you placing in an ark or a wicker basket so that they don't experience the judgment that could come without being in that basket? Jesus is the ark of our salvation. And we want to place people in that ark so that they can experience the salvation of the Lord. When she placed that baby in the Nile, uh, without the ark, without the wicker basket, the baby would have drowned. Without the wicker basket, the baby would have been uh, would have been eaten by alligators and crocodiles that, that lived in the Nile uh, during those times. I mean, there was judgment in the Nile if it wasn't for the mother placing the baby in the ark or the wicker basket. That's how I know this mother placed her baby in the hands of the Lord. What, are you, what do you need to place in the hands of the Lord today? What do you need, whether you're a mother or a soon-to-be mother, as we're going to speak that for all of those who have that desire, or a father or a son or a daughter? What, what baby are you carrying that doesn't seem like it's going to be raised up, that really needs to be placed in the hands of the Lord because that's where the salvation of that desire will take place. That's where the salvation of the baby, the business, the finances, the relationship, the forgiveness, all of those things, those are the babies you want to see raised. You want to see those things develop. And if you want to see those things develop, but it seems like there's an edict against you, there, there's circumstances that are working against you, then you need to place that baby in an ark. In other words, place it in the hands of God. This is what Moses's mother was doing and the great faith and trust that she displayed. And I can hear my mom talking to me right now saying, ladies and gentlemen, it pays to trust God. Here, Moses's mother is getting compensated because I'm talking to you about her spiritual dedication that led to her spiritual compensation. It pays to put your trust 
in God. Not only was Moses impacted, but in verse four, it says Moses's sister was watching as her mother put the baby in the Nile. So now Moses's sister is watching her mother place her brother in the Nile. And so Moses's sister is watching this faith. And as you see in verse seven, when Pharaoh's daughter opens the basket, it's Moses's sister who says, hey, do you want me to find a Hebrew woman to nurse this baby for you? I would like to suggest that when Moses's sister saw her mother demonstrate that great faith, that that faith became hers so that she would go to Pharaoh's daughter and say, I know someone who can take care of this situation. Because when someone sees God working in your life, they believe that it can work for their life. I can't tell you how impactful this lady is to the success of Moses, to the success of Moses' sister, to the success of the purposes of God, uh, leading the people eventually out of the land of Egypt in bondage, all started with the foundational faith of a mother. What foundational faith do you need to display, whether it's a mother or a father or anyone who's listening to this message that will be uh, impactful for generations to come? Chapter two of Exodus is a mother's impact that, that, that is generational in its impact. And that's the impact that we are all called to have. I want to say a couple more things before we get out of here. And that's this. Moses' mother's name is not even mentioned. In Exodus chapter 2, you don't even see Moses' mother's name. Yet she is the subject of Exodus chapter two from verse one all the way through to about verse nine or 10. She is the subject of the story that we're talking about today. And her name is not even mentioned. You don't even know her name, even though she's the one handling the details in order for Moses to experience his success. That lets me know something that success and faith is not based on people knowing our name. Success and faith is only based on God knowing your name. It lets me know something that her success is not based on her name, but her trust in God's name. It's all about God's name, my trust in his name, the power of his name, not the success of my name. Moses' mother is not even mentioned until Exodus chapter 6, but she's the main character in Exodus chapter 2. I can hear my mom right now talking in my ear, boy, let them know that just because they're not recognized, just because you don't, uh, it feels like people don't see all the things that you do uh, for the mothers out there, all of the details, all of the, the coordination, and you being the foundation for all of the success of your sons and daughters and husband. She wants you to know, I can hear my mom telling me to tell you, you are significant because you don't have to be recognized to be the main character. Here, Moses' mother is not even mentioned, but she's still the main character. Has anybody seen The Invisible Man? Well, if you haven't seen The Invisible Man, don't worry because I haven't seen it either. And it's not a movie that I want to see because I don't watch horror films. But one thing that I know about The Invisible Man is that he's invisible. That's one thing I know about the whole movie of The Invisible Man is the man in the movie 
that the whole movie was centered around who is the main character is somebody that you couldn't even notice. It's somebody that you didn't even see, but you knew that he was around by the imprint that he made in the movie, even though it wasn't something that you could see with your physical eyes. I want somebody out there to know that just because you're not seen or recognized or all of the contributions that you make don't seem to be a big deal in the eyes of people, you can go unseen and still be the main character. Here, Moses' mother, who goes by the name of Jochebed, by the way, uh, which is stated in Exodus chapter 6. Here, Moses' mother is the main character of faith, and she's not even mentioned by name. It's not about your name. It's about his name. I'll close with this. There was a little girl one day who was doing some chores uh, in her house. And she asked her dad, dad, can I have $5 if I do my chores? And he said, sure, you can, you can have $5 if you do your chores. So she did all of these different things. She's vacuuming, she's sweeping, she's, uh, you know, making up her bed and doing all the things we wish our kids would do, right? Somebody say amen on that one. Okay. And so she's doing all of these things. And then, you know, her dad compensates her. He gives her five, five dollars. And she said, can we go to the candy store? He said, absolutely. She jumps into the car. He jumps into the car. They drive to the candy store and it is packed this day. So he parks in the back of the parking lot and they're at the candy store and she is excited. She's holding her $5 in her left hand. She's sitting in the passenger side. The dad gets out of the driver's side. The little girl gets out of the passenger side and they meet around front in the car. The dad holds out his right hand to hold his daughter's hand. The daughter opens up her left hand that had the $5 in it to hold her father's hand. And now she's watching the $5 blow away in the wind because she forgot it was in her hand when she attached it to her father. And so she tried to run. She tried to escape. She tried to get out of there because she wanted to get the value of what she worked for. She wanted to go after that value, but the father didn't want to let her go because it was too dangerous. And she said, dad, let me go. I've got to get the money. I work so hard. I, I've done what I've needed. Let me go get what's valuable to me. And the father said, don't you let go. It's simply too dangerous. And she said, but dad, what am I going to do in the candy store without the money? He said, don't worry about it. Just stick with me. And immediately she started crying. Immediately tears came down her eyes and they walked into the candy store and she was crying. And everybody in the candy store said, this is an odd situation to see a girl crying who's a kid in a candy store. It doesn't make sense. And she said, dad, what are we going to do? I can't get the candy. I don't have the money. And as soon as she said that, her dad reached into his pocket and he pulled out a $20 bill and all of a sudden her tear ducts got dry. Because at that moment she realized it was more valuable to be with her father than it would be to chase after any other value. You have a lot of people out there that are chasing after the wrong value. They want to be noticed. They want to be significant by the recognition of their name. They want everybody to notice how hard they have worked. And we know for all the mothers and fathers and sons and daughters, everybody's doing work. But for all of the mothers out there, we know that you are foundational and core to the work. But just because it seems like it has blown away in the wind, it hasn't. As long as you stick to the Father, you have more value in His name than anybody recognizing your name. I'm Jonathan Evans. Happy Mother's Day. And I want to leave by letting you know, for all the mothers, for everyone, that it absolutely pays 
to trust God. Thanks so much for joining us. And for those of you that support our God-given mission, thank you for your joyful generosity. It's because you give that we're able to see lives forever changed by the gospel. You can click the link in the description of this episode to give now or go to bridge.tv for more information about our church. And we believe the gospel is good news worth sharing. So if you enjoy the podcast, feel free to subscribe and share this episode with family and friends on social media. You can tag us at Bridge Church TN. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.